This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Amen, everybody. All right, well, here we are. February is here. And what that means for me, it's my favorite month to preach. The reason is, is because we come out of 21 days of prayer in the month of January. And then I take the month of February every year. And what I do is I just, I remind us, I reiterate to the church the passion, the burden, the mission of what, the mission of God for humanity of which becomes the mission of the church towards people. So here we are, it's called the core. And uh, you can go online and look past many, many years examples of this same series. It's always a little different. It's never a full repeat. But the purpose of the series is always to remind you of why we do what we do. It's the one month out of the whole year that I just make it about you and I make it about us. Because if we'll take this month and we'll, if we'll in a way, if we'll tithe if we'll tithe this purpose of preaching the remaining of our year, we could focus on the lost. So here we are. It's called the core. And this is our 2019 version of that. Going to the book of Second Peter chapter number 1. And my subtopic today is God's core promises. Second Peter 1 verse 4 is as good as it gets. I'm reading from the NLT. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. They're great and they're precious promises. These are the promises that enable, that unlock, that activate, that turn on, Us to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. I want you to, if if you have an old-fashioned Bible with an ink pen or if you have your, your app opened up and you can highlight and underscore, notice these words, great and precious promises. And these promises are the things that will allow you, that will enable you To live in his divine nature. What that means is his promises are the secret sauce that allows you to step away from your human, natural, sinful nature. And to live life in the fullness of what God has for you. It's in his promises. So let's get started today. Let's talk about what a promise is, first of all. A promise is a simple promise. Offer with a guaranteed result. Now, here's what I know. The first three minutes of this sermon is like a, it's like a treadmill that's been lifted straight up. This is an uphill subject matter for a lot of us because most of you have been made a promise by someone and it wasn't kept. So just for fun, if you've ever been promised something and it, was, and, and it was not fulfilled, raise your hand, and I'll help you pass this test. Everybody raise your hand right now. Now everybody raise your left hand. Now everybody raise your right foot and put your left foot in and shake it all around. We've all had a promise made that wasn't kept. 
The difference in this of which I'm preaching about and what you just responded to is your promise was given to you by someone, by an ex-husband, by a former employer, by a cousin, by a son, by a neighbor, by a friend. People are quick to make a promise. Very few people can hold up their word. Now, this is why I say it's an uphill, because it's my job to get you off of that uphill treadmill. Here you are. You don't want to trust. You don't, you're tired of being burned. You're tired of, you're tired of making yourself vulnerable and somebody letting you down. My job is to get you off of that treadmill of life and get you into the Word of God and tell you, I'm not asking you to trust a man. I'm asking you to take a chance on God. Because his word will be kept. You do not have to stumble at taking God at his word. You don't have to hesitate. You don't have to be reserved. You don't have to wonder. God, when he makes a promise, you can take it to the bank. God will keep his promise. And every one of us, this is a huge jump. This, this literally is the, the great divide between living life as life comes to your front door, living by circumstantial faith, or living by a supernatural belief that God is in control. This is the biggest divide. Can you trust God? And the only thing I have to offer is God's word. Because if I try to talk you into it, I might as well just be a salesman of something that's a product on a shelf. I'm not selling you a product on a shelf. I'm selling you on the fact that God so loved you that he gave his very best for you that you would have eternal life and you can settle it today. God's word is good. How do we know? Well, one example in scripture is go to the book of Hebrews. Go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6. And I'm going to read this from something known as the message. A lot of you have an online version or an app version of the Bible. Most of those will allow you to have a drop-down menu and allow you to select different translations. The transliteration of Scripture known as the message simply partners with a lot of the other translations to bring a little bit of clarity. Let me read from the message now, Hebrews 6, verse 17 and 18. And don't miss it. Don't sleep, okay? By the way, it's a boring, awful ball game tonight. You have nowhere to go. So don't even rush me. Because there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> Hebrews 6, verse 17. When God wanted to guarantee his promises, he gave his word. A rock solid guarantee. Rock solid. It's not shaky ground. It's not sandy soil. It's rock solid. You can build your life on the word of God. God can't break his word, it says. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason, 
And in your app, this is not bold and it's not underlined. I wish I would have. So we'll, we'll edit on the fly. These next words should have been bold and should have been underscored. We have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let it go. Grab a hold of the word of God with both hands and don't let it go. Why? Because it's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God. It's a lifeline. <laughs> a while back, my wife and I, with our girls, we were on a family vacation, and we were on this big, this, this I say big, it was actually small. We were on this small boat, and, and this guy has this bright idea. He says, hey, any of you, you want to swim out there and, and sit in that little chair, and the wind will take you up, and, and it'll be a fun little ride. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And he's like, you sure? I said, absolutely. He said, are you a good swimmer? I said, dude, am I a good swimmer? <laughs> Of course, who's not a good swimmer? And I look at my wife and my kids and I'm like, I've got this. And he goes, so you'll be the first one? I said, absolutely. He goes, okay, well, swim on out there, son. I, do, I mean, I, I look like an Olympian. And I take my little seat and the next thing I know, Son, I am up about 30 feet, and this brother's pulling on the rope, and I'm like, and I'm doing all this, and everybody's laughing, having a good time, and I'm smiling the whole time I can't breathe. (laughs) And he says, Ronnie, this is what the brother told me. He said, get off. I'm like as high as the church. And I'm like, ah. He says, you have to. I said, I ain't got to do nothing. He said, no, jump. I said, no. He said, well, I'll bring you lower. So he brings me a little lower, and I made an exit. I didn't jump. I made an exit. And then I realized I'm from about here to the back wall in the ocean from the boat. And there's no life vest. Hmm. About three more minutes of swimming, I realized I'm going down. I'm never going to see my family again. They're going to probably show the video at the church at my memorial service. One last laugh for Tommy. (laughs) I lived to tell the story. So I get up on the boat, and I'm winded. I mean, I can't breathe. They're like, how was it? (laughs) Did you enjoy it? I mean, it's like I've been smoking with no filters for 20 years, the way I sounded. It's like hand-rolled stuff for 20 years, man. Black lung. Emphysema. And this lady says, (laughs) this lady says, I'll go. I said, don't do it. She said, why? I said, you'll do it. Then, you know what they do? The lady swims out there. And then, then somebody has this broad idea. Oh, let's throw a lifeline out to them. Where was you a while ago? So now all they got to do is get down and they grab a hold of a little rope and they pull them in. Listen to me. That's a silly story to help you understand. You have a choice. You can get out and try to swim through the deep waters of this life with all the heartache 
all the mental anguish, all the stress, all the problems, all the junk, all the dark things that come with life. And you can tread water and you can <laughs> swallow water. You can, you can regret ever getting into it. Or by both hands, you can grab a hold of the promises of God and feel a security and feel a safety that nothing else can provide. It's the word of the Lord. So how do we respond to this? Let me give you three simple walkaways today. The first of which is just the basics. If you're going to have a lifeline thrown to you, if you're going to have the promises of God, if, if, if that's our hope, then you need to know what the promises of God are. You need to know what they are. It's, it's, as though, it's as though that you're doing life with someone and you never really get to know them. It would be like if you've been married for 20 years in this room and someone said, what is your spouse's favorite color? And you went, hmm, never thought about that. What is your, what is your spouse's favorite food? Hmm, never thought about that. If you're going to do life with God, then you owe it to yourself to get to know his promises. And by the way, you can. The Bible tells us in 1 Chronicles 17 that for the sake of his servant, that he has made known all of these great promises. So let me have a little, let me have a little stretch moment with you. What is your verse what is your scripture to get you through? God has given us the, the Holy Script, the Bible. And there are scriptures all throughout the Bible that will always fit whatever it is you're going through. You might say, well, nah, my, my, my issue is not my physical health. My issue is not my finances. I, it, I deal with fear. Well, the Bible says in Psalms 27 and 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? You want a scripture on fear? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? The enemy has come, John 10 and 10, to kill, to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants you to be afraid of the daylight and afraid of the nighttime. He wants you to be afraid of Monday through Saturday. He even wants you to be afraid on Sunday. The enemy wants you to be afraid. But if you have a scripture, if you know the promises of God, why do I have to be afraid? I shall not fear. What if it's of a spiritual attack? What if you feel darkness hovering over your home? Well, 1 John 4 and verse 4 in the King James says, Greater is he that is in you. Everyone say in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Somebody say amen. What if it is about finances? What's your scripture? What are you going to speak what are you going to say when it comes to finances? Everybody thinks they need a financial plan, and that's some wisdom. But before you need a financial plan, you need a financial promise. Here's your financial promise, Philippians 4, verse 19. And it is he, not me, not we, it is he who will supply all of your needs. From where? His riches. How many of you know he's got more than you'll ever have? From his riches in glory because of what? Because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. 
For all of you in this 10 o'clock, there's a large number of us that are raising children. Mom and dad, let me give you a scripture. For all the grandparents of children raising children, let me give you a scripture. Get ready, mom and dad. I'm not messing with you. This is the kind of stuff we need. Yes, we, 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 we need to go to parenting seminars, read parenting books, but you need a parenting promise. You ready? Psalms 121. Jehovah himself is caring for you. And then name your children. Jehovah himself is caring for you. He is your defender. He protects you day and night. He keeps you. Is there a mom or a dad in this room? This is your word over your children. He protects you day and night. He keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. He keeps his eye upon you as you come and go. Anybody got a kid that just got their license? Don't make me call names. Here it is. He protects you as you come and go, even on the sidewalks. He protects you as you come and go and will always guard you. What's your scripture? Are you loaded? Is there, do you have a weapon? Do you have something? You don't need a plan. You need a promise. What about when you're not feeling well in your body? Psalms 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. He not only forgives me of my sins, he heals all my disease. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with Good things. Come on, somebody. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I said that in 830 service. It was slain in the spirit. <laughs> my youth is renewed like the eagles. Man, it was like a whoo, word of prophecy went forth. Some of y'all are like, well, I need a scripture when I go to the dentist. Open up wide thy mouth and I will fill it. Crown him with many crowns. There's a word for everything, man. <laughs> There's a word for everything. So if I'm going to know his promises, here's the big jump. If I'm going to know them, I also need to understand them. I need to understand how they work. How do they function? How do I interact with it? How do I partake of it? What did our scripture say, our text, 2 Peter 1 and 4? These are the promises that enable me to live in the divine nature. Promises of God get me out of my natural state and it allows me to tap into something supernatural. Then I need to understand how that works. The first thing you need to understand is that the promises of God do come with some strings attached. Now, everybody was amen in me. This is where some of you are going to pout. There are no strings attached when it comes to your salvation. You can't work your way into being saved. You don't have enough money to buy yourself to be saved. You're not smart enough to think your way saved. Salvation is nothing to do with you. Salvation is everything to do with Jesus and what he's done for you. And if you'll place your faith in the grace, the free gift of life that's provided by Jesus, that's salvation. But you do have to work from your salvation. Now, if you're going to access the promises of God, there are some strings attached. And, and I think I'm going to get some amens on this. The first one is you need to maintain a healthy relationship with God. 
You can't expect to walk in the favor and the blessings and the, and the overcoming uh, victories of the promises of God if you're not in a healthy place with God. Okay, let's just say it this way. You let my two kids, because I'm not going to talk about your kids because your kids are perfect. But you let my two kids get sideways with me. You let them get attitude with me. You let them be a little punk to me. And then them say, Daddy, can I have? No, you can't have. You didn't let me tell you what. I don't need to know what. You're a punk. (laughs) I don't need one more explanation of what it is you need. Because the only thing you have right now is a chance to breathe. Because that's on God. But if they're healthy, if things are going good, you know, if they're just fulfilling the simple request, Daddy, I need, baby, what you need. Because your mama's got it. Go get it from her. (laughs) Here we are with God. Here we are. We're, we're, we're we're, We're disconnected. We haven't talked to him in a while. Haven't fellowshiped in his presence in a while, but yet when it comes to the promises, we think we can just slide in unannounced and have something. And, and let me tell you something. It's not talking about salvation. You can go to heaven without ever accessing the promises of God. But this life until then can be a lot sweeter if you'll maintain a healthy relationship with God and allow his promises to become your plan. Not your plan over his promises, but allow his promises to be your plan in life. That you always have a scripture for every foe. You always have a word from the holy word of God for every challenge. And you're in such a healthy relationship that you're not speaking something that you don't understand. You're speaking that of something that you've, been, that you've been chewing on, that you've been meditating on. It's been marinating in your your spirit you're locked and loaded you're ready for the battle and you have a word and a promise from God for your day so you got to maintain a healthy relationship and then number one you got to believe it I mean number two you have to believe it you've got to have faith in it (laughs) man it'd be like you're trying to you know you're down at the Honda dealership right you're at the Honda dealership I'd love to buy this Civic, man. This Civic, sweet. Look at them rims. I want to buy that Civic. Man, what's your feelings on the Civic salesman? Oh, I don't know. I drive a Camry. No, 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 no. You're selling Hondas. I need you to believe in this Honda. I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> How long you been doing this? I started yesterday. If you're going to be if you're going to be pitching something, if you're going to be selling something, if you're going to be trying to use something, you might want to believe in it. And how do you believe in the Word of God? You get the Word of God down in your heart and let it become a part of who you are. It's not content, it's lifestyle. The Word of God can't be something that you just memorize to pull out in a whim and in a 911 situation. It is good all the time, and all the time it is good. The Word is in you. You've hidden it in your heart, and you believe in the Word of God. So, when you're in healthy relationship, and you believe in the Word of God, that it creates, that your words when it's spoken in the word of the Lord that it's going to create your world, when you speak that, you are flipping the switch, man. Things are changing. Because of why? Because you know his promises and you're understanding how they work. The strings attached are healthy relationship. The strings attached are that you believe that it's going to change. Faith mixed with the word of God equals victory every single time. 
And the last one's the big, this one's the stretch. You've got to be okay with God's way and God's timing. Don't you try to tell God how to do his stuff. And you don't dare try to tell God when to do it. All you have to do is stand on his word. Profess the word of God. Speak the promises of God. Open up your mouth and you speak the word of God. And release God to do it when and how he chooses to do it. Because at the end of the day, that's what wins. Somebody say, I receive. So we're going to know them. We're going to understand them. And then finally today, before we turn the corner here in this message, is if you know them and you understand them, then go after them. Pursue them. Look for them. Live for them. Let them get all over you, man. Just you get like a bad rash. Just get those promises all over your life to a point that you just can't get relief from the fact that I've got a word for this. Oh, you're going through that? I've got a word for it. Oh, you need this? Well, i got a word for that. I don't have a plan. I have a promise. David, in the Psalm 119, why don't you look at this real quick in your app or, or in your, in your, on your smart device. I want you to see these two different verses out of the same chapter. Psalm 119, verse 140, and verse 148. Verse 140 and verse 148. Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servant loves them. I love them so much, God, because I've tested them, and I've seen that your promises work. I love them so much, God, because I've used them, and I've seen the victory from them. I know them, I understand them, and I can't get enough of them, and I love them. I love your word. I love your promises. I cannot say them and use them enough, oh God. Verse 40, uh, 148 now. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. The brother couldn't even sleep because he, he, he could not go to sleep because he was infatuated and in love with the promises of God. We're tossing and turning over elections that are still a year away. We're tossing and turning over the economy that we'll never understand. We're tossing and turning over kids being crazy. We're tossing and turning over jobs, over our physical ailments, our mental anguish. We're flip-flopping all through the night over what the enemy wants us to flip-flop over. What would it be like if we couldn't rest at night because we couldn't get enough of the promises of God in our minds? How'd you sleep, baby? I didn't sleep all night. What was wrong? Was it the spaghetti? No, it was the book of Proverbs. All 31 of them chapters mean wisdom. And I got an answer now. Was it the tamales? No. It was the promises of God. Was that prophetic for anybody? Did you have tamales yesterday? Some of y'all right now going, man, that, that, that man's spirit filled. He's walking in it. He's walking in it. That man's walking in the anointing. No, I just was guessing. So I want to know them. I want to understand how they work. And I want to pursue them. I need to, you know, we just came out of a whole teaching series on, I want my mind to, to, to follow hard after his promises. 
I want my mind to be focused so deeply on the word of God that I'm not having to have a strategy and a plan and I don't need a pen and a paper to come up with an idea. I've got a promise for it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let's turn the corner now. What is the core? What is the core? Because, you know, all these promises about fear and finances, all these promises through the word of God, they come from something. Where do they come from? They come from a deep well. The word of God, the Bible, has a set of core promises that all the promises of God you can link back to the promise given to the children of Israel in the book of Exodus. I want you to turn to Exodus 6. The remaining of our month, we will be spending on Exodus 6. These four The core promises of God trickle down all these other great promises for the believer. But until we fully understand the depth, the richness of truth discovered in Exodus 6, I'm afraid that we'll continue to run shallow in the others. Exodus 6, verse number 6. Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians." This is the core of this church because I believe it is the core of God. What is the mission of God for his people? What is the passion? Well, I believe that it was, if it's God's mission and God's passion, it ought to be ours. Not just me as a preacher. It ought to be my mission and passion as a daddy. It ought to be my mission and passion as a believer and as a friend to others. This is the core. The first promise mentioned was, I will bring you out. God promised all humanity salvation. And I want to stretch you for a moment. Try to come up in your mind the most foul, the most sinful, the most dark represented humanity that you can. God promised him or her salvation. No one is disqualified. Well, what about that? What about this? God hates sin, but God loves sinners. And this church will be on the same page with God. We will preach, teach against the things of the world that want to harm us and draw us away from God. But we will never take a stance against people. Why? Because people are. People, and the only thing going to heaven is people. And our job is to bankrupt hell and to populate heaven. And you can't do that successfully if people are your enemy. People are not our enemy. Sin and darkness and the things of this world, that's what we're coming to shine the light on, not people. I'm preaching better than you're responding. This is 10 o'clock. 
I was thinking you would lift the roof off this place. I said the only thing going to heaven are people. Look around this room. The only thing going to heaven is not these monitors. It's not these screens. It's not these instruments. It's not musicians or preachers or singers. It's people. People, people are going to heaven. And what is our job? Our job is what God's job is. What is that? To bring salvation to whom? To all mankind, whosoever will. That's good preaching, Tommy. Thank you. People, God promised And you can take him at his word. God promised salvation. And you can rest on it. God will, has, and continue will save people. And don't you ever for once think that you have the right to place anyone in a category that God can't save. Because every single person that has ever and will ever breathe this air is one decision away from Christ in salvation so that's why we have to wake up early and that's why we got to go to bed late at loving people eating with people fellowshipping with people texting with people messaging with people hanging out with people why because people are our number one purpose in this church people 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 What kind of people? Black people, white people, rich people, poor people, smart people, stupid people, you name it. Tall people, short people, you name it. People are people are people. That's why the front door of this church is continuing to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, I don't know if I'd let him in, then you're the one that needs to leave because they're coming. Why? Because his blood is rich and pure for anyone that is willing to take a chance on him for salvation. His blood makes us white as snow. Y'all ain't got nowhere to go. Y'all just clap like you like it. That game's pointless. Bunch of cheating. Oh, when the saints go much. <laughs> Worship team, come help me close or I, I won't till about four. That second one says, I will free you. God promises not only salvation, God promises freedom. That third one, I will redeem you. God promises salvation, he promises freedom, and he promises restoration. In that fourth and final one, he says, I will take you as my own people. God promises salvation. He promises freedom. He promises restoration. And God promises fulfillment. Stand with me today. We'll take the rest of this month and dabble with it. I want us to go back into this final worship song. All over this room, before you get your purse, before you get your your phone put together, before you get yourself ready to leave, I want you to enjoy this one last time. This song means something special today. It's a brand new song to us, okay? First time you heard it was a few minutes ago. Let's go into it right now with worship before I dismiss you in prayer. Come on, everybody. Be ready now. Let's worship together. Here I stand, I surrender, I need you now. 
say grace for when for now for who for you for what for whatever you need the Bible tells me that his grace is sufficient all over this room I want you to consider these two things number one I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds to consider this have you given your heart to Jesus Christ have you fully surrendered to him in lordship Secondly, next Sunday is the second Sunday of the month. Every single month, the second Sunday is Baptism Sunday. We have a few baptisms scheduled for today in the third service. But the second Sunday of the month is always Baptism Sunday. We already have a few scheduled for next week. My question to you is, has that been something that you've been considering? If baptism has been something that you've been contemplating, I would ask you to get off center. Make a good decision. Go online or go to the app. Register for baptism next Sunday. Choose your service, 8, 30, 10, or 11, 30. I'd be honored to start your February, to start your 2019 out by baptizing you. If you're a student in the room, only thing I need from you is to make sure mom and dad are in the loop. I welcome any phone call, email, discussion. I welcome a conversation face-to-face. We're here to serve you. So if baptism is something you would desire, make a decision today. Register for baptism for next Sunday. Now back to that one I told you you had 30 seconds to consider. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. 
If you're here today and you're ready to give your heart to Jesus in salvation, you can take Jesus at his word. You've not gone too far. You've not done too much that his arm cannot reach you. He loves you and he's here to save you today. If you're in need of salvation and you're ready, lift your hand quickly. I want to pray over you personally right now. I see you right there in the back, sir. May God bless you. Who else? Raise your hand up high. I need to see you. I want to pray for you. I see you right there in the back. Wow, I see the excitement in both hands being up. I see you right here in the back. This is beautiful. Hands lifted all over the room real quick. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four, there's five, there's six, there's seven, there's eight, there's nine. This prayer is for you. All over the room, come into agreement now. Holy God, I repent of my sin. I understand, Lord, that I've done things my way. And it's not working out for me too good. And I want to turn to you and I confess my need for a Savior. Forgive me, Lord, of my heart's wrongdoing. Forgive me, Lord, of my mind taking me places that should never have been. I turn to you for your forgiveness. May you save me now. I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. And I'm, I confess my need for you. And I declare that you have me on your hands from this day forward. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Let it be settled with an amen and an amen. Come on, everybody. Let's clap our hands one more time. Amen.